So if you guys have any questions whatsoever about keto or intermittent fasting, whether you're starting keto as a new person or just need to debug your program, or you have a question about a product, call one of our keto consultants. They'll be able to help you. Call 540-299-1557. That's 540-299-1557. Welcome to the Dr. Berg's Healthy Keto and Intermittent Fasting Podcast, where Dr. Berg takes you on the journey for the truth about getting healthy and losing healthy weight. Hey guys, it's Dr. Berg here. I'm going to show you how to fix plantar fasciitis. It's the easiest thing to fix. The way that they teach us in school, honestly, is it takes too long. This is a shortcut, and you can try this on yourself or friends, and it will work very fast, okay? But the thing you need to do first is just rate the pain, 10 being very severe, 0 being no pain, and then do the procedure and then re-rate it. And I want you to put your comments below because I want to know how much improvement that this gave you, okay? So the first thing you do is uh, take a look at if plantar fasciitis is some pain in the bottom of your foot right here. There's a fascia. It's, that, it's a bunch of, uh, like a sheath of collagen um, connected tissue that becomes inflamed in the bottom of your foot. And by the way, this technique can be used on flat feet too. The worst thing you could do is to stretch the calf, okay, or massage the bottom of the foot. That will never work. That makes it worse because you're going to be tearing things. What we want to do is we want to stretch the opposite. We want to stretch the toes going downward and then relax. Stretch the toes down and relax. What you're doing is you're stretching all the muscles on the top of the foot, the tendons, and the, the shin uh, muscles right here called the anterior tibialis. So we want to stretch all these muscles, not the calf. Very important. So you do this about 10 times. Okay, just stretch it. Stretch it really good, and you can do the other side. We're stretching down this way. Okay. I mean, you could do it up to 20 times. Now, if this is difficult for you, you could just go ahead and get on your couch or your bed and sit on your, um, your feet like this and let your butt sit on the heels and press down, if you could do this. If you can't, you can put a pillow between your butt and your legs, but you want to stretch this and really, you're stretching the front part of your legs. What's happening is you're sending signals f from the stretching to the other part because they're both on an electrical circuit. And you're going to start to create uh, relaxation in your foot right here. So you do that stretch, and then you, you re-rate how you feel. And you should feel wonderful. Again, it's good for flat feet or anything in the bottom of your foot, any pain in the bottom of your foot. And... I mean, it's just the opposite of what people are doing, unfortunately, but, and it's going to take too long. But this, if you do this like once a day for a week, it probably would never come back unless you have some systemic problem, some arthritis or gout, which you have uric acid crystals in there, in which case you would have to change your diet, get off any sugar, eat more vegetables. But given your diet is good and you do this, it's a no-brainer. It just will go away and it probably will never come back. Okay? Check it out. Do it and put some comments below. Hey guys, in this video we're going to talk about how to lose back fat, okay? Now that's actually three problems. Number one, we have a problem with insulin. If you've been watching my other videos, insulin is the hormone that makes the muffin top. 
and it can extend around the back. So that's one point. And then cortisol. Cortisol is a stress hormone. Cortisol does release insulin that's from stress, and that will also cause the muffin top around the waist. Uh, but the other one that's really common is actual atrophy of your muscles and your back. A lot of people neglect the back muscles simply because they don't see their back, they see the front. So they're doing the sit-ups and the ab workouts, but the back is, is just as important. So there's some really key things to strengthen that back and also tone it to make sure we get rid of the atrophy to uh, really get rid of that back fat. So number one, how do we get rid of insulin? Uh, there's, there's three, it's called the three S's, okay? Number one, snacking. You have to stop snacking. Snacking increases insulin, and so does any eating, so you really wanna do intermittent fasting, which is like eat and then don't eat for a while, and then eat and don't eat, okay? So this whole grazing thing, five, six small meals through the day is really bad advice, so we wanna do snacking. We wanna avoid snacking at all costs. Uh, and just eat three meals. If, if you want to eat uh, and go from one meal to the next, add a little bit of healthy fat to go be able to go on further. But that will put you in a fat-burning state, which you will actually then uh, run on your body on what's called ketones and not glucose, and you'll lower the need for insulin. So this is really important. Number two, of course, the obvious, avoid sugar. I don't need to tell you that, but you probably already know that, and that's all the hidden sugars. Bread, pasta, cereal, crackers, biscuits, waffles, pancakes, muffins, sodas, juice, and that does include alcohol, yogurt, because it has 10 grams of sugar, and of course the juice, so that's really, we need to avoid that to lower insulin, and then we want to spike our greens. Why? Because greens have potassium. Potassium will decrease the need for insulin. In fact, insulin and potassium work really closely together. And if you can actually increase your potassium, you will lower the need for insulin. And also if you actually fix the insulin, the, you'll actually start absorbing more potassium too. So they work really closely. And it has to do with um, the cell and uh, the little potassium sodium pumps that are on there and also the receptors in the cells. I'm not gonna get into that, but if you do spike your greens, you will actually improve that. Okay, that means bigger salads. You can do wheatgrass juice powder, that, that type of thing as well. All right, now let's talk about cortisol. Cortisol is a stress hormone. Uh, the way you know you have cortisol is you are under stress. Your tolerance for stress is low. People get on your nerves easily. Uh, you, you don't sleep that well. You got the belly fat and it wraps around. So one of the best things is get rid of uh, kind of three main stresses. First of all, the body stress. Your body is like a sponge. It holds stress. It accumulates stress uh, over time. Time does not heal stress, okay? All the old injuries, old infections, just being in a stressed state, your body kind of breaks down. So what you want, there's a physical uh, technique. So I'm, gonna, I'm pulling up a picture right now of it being done. You can do it on your neck. You can do it in different parts of your body, but it's a stress extraction technique using a massage tool that I developed. That, so you can use that to remove body stress. So every night that you go to sleep, you can uh, make sure you never go to sleep stressed but stress-free. So mechanically, we wanna release the points, the epicenters of all the stress in your body. Okay, that's one. Number two, people stress, okay? I know you know this, but out of all the things that stress people out are people, okay? Mainly, uh, you know, antagonistic people, people that bring you down. So what I like to do is I like to really look in my environment, who is stressing me out the most, and either avoid that person or deal with them or improve the situation. Uh, there also could be uh, stress from watching even TV, the news, so don't watch the news. 
it's just recycled sensation back over and over. They're taking this one point and trying to come different, spin it different ways, different angles. Um, it's okay to get the news, but just make sure you don't keep watching that same point over and over and over. Um, and then you also have the nutritional factors, okay? There are two main nutrients that will help lower cortisol. Number one is vitamin B1. Very, very important because when you're under stress, you deplete vitamin B1. B1 releases stress. It makes you feel calm. It um, increases your tolerance for stress. And a lot of people are deficient in B1. And it's because they're doing so many grains or refined sugars. But the best uh, source of B1 would be nutritional yeast. Take a teaspoon a day and I'll, like within about a minute, you'll just feel the difference. It's like quite dramatic. And then of course, the next one would be potassium. Potassium is good for lowering insulin and cortisol. Uh, that comes from a lot of different greens that you can have, vegetables, that type of thing. But that you cannot lower um, cortisol just by doing a high protein diet or anything like that. You need to add the greens because potassium is a physiological tranquilizer. It's a calming mineral, just like calcium. But potassium, you need so much more, and most people are deficient. Okay, those are the uh, those. That's like one and two. Now number three as far as the exercise goes. Now, there's basically four exercises that I'm going to recommend. The first one deals with the extensors in the glutes. I mean, if you think about it, people are doing sit-ups, right? They're doing sit-ups to get rid of their stomach, but they don't reverse the flow. So what is this? the stomach? It's flexor muscles, the muscles that flex you. So we want to do the opposite muscles. We want to work on the extensors. What are the extensors? The glutes. Okay, the glutes are the extensors and also part of your back muscles. So what you're going to do is you're going to uh, lay, uh, get on your um, all fours and you're going to start doing these extensions. And I'm actually showing you a demo right now how to do that. So you want to do that. Probably do is, I would actually not necessarily just do sets. I would do it as long as you can until you get fatigued. Rest for about three or four minutes. Do it again until you get fatigued, like majorly fatigued, and then do another cycle. Because you might be able to do 25, you might be able to do 35, you might be able to do seven. So that's a good way to judge to see how you're doing, okay? Now the next one is called the side push-up, where you're on your side and you're actually really working your core from a different angle. So when you do this exercise, you're working something called obliques, the side muscles that wrap around. And it's a great, it's a motion that a lot of people do not even consider they can do, or they've never even really worked out. They work just on one, one uh, dimension sit-up, right? So this gives it another dimension. This will really help tone the waist. Okay, the third one is called the side position and hold. That's the one where you just get on your side and you hold it as long as you can. And then you can go the opposite side as long as you can. Go back and forth. I would do three cycles. And I'd probably do that every other day. This one is good because it helps you create stability. It's kind of like a yoga move, um, but it actually builds up your core which is your midsection. Now the last one is called the back arch. This is just a straight reversal of a sit-up. It's really good for low back pain, and it's really good for people that do too many sit-ups. You lay in your stomach, and you arch back. And again, you're gonna do probably, for this one, you'll probably do sets of maybe 12 to 15, three sets of that. Make sure you rest maybe four minutes in between. But what you wanna do is you really wanna uh, work that back, get the tone back. We're not necessarily burning uh, calories for this, we're getting the muscles to be more toned to get uh, to develop the back muscles because that is an area that so many people never even work those muscles so they just start fall apart. All right, go ahead and apply this information, and I will see you.
in the next video.